Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You are very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com. You know we'd love to hear from you and we'd be delighted if you would send us an email to info at irishtalkers.com. You can also leave us uh, a message on our Facebook page, the Talk Show for Talkers, so maybe an email would be better. You can also listen to our archive for the past eight or more years on our website, irishtalkers.com. My name is Moira O'Brien and I'm joined, as usual, by the perky, polished and patient Paul O'Mahony. Paul. Listeners, thank you ever so much for tuning in today. I hope you're going to have a very good experience. And And I'm certainly looking forward to finding out who else is going to be on the show well who else will be on the show is of course the the jolly jovial and gentle james finnegan oh moira that's a lovely introduction and i hope i live up to it i'm sure you will okay so what do we have on the show this week well paul is going to be talking about some feedback he had from a listener well it could be good it could be bad Oh, wait and see about that. He'll, of course, have a word of the week, but I won't tell you about that. And James, uh, James is going to be sort of celebrating Bloomsday. Now, I don't know if uh, our non-Irish listeners know what Bloomsday is, so this could be an educational one for you. Okay, so let's start off with Paul's feedback. Paul, over to you. A podcast is a radio program which you can carry around with you and listen to your favorite episodes anytime you like. And there is a marvelous project in our education program called Creating a Podcast, which I highly recommend. I've got a word of warning for you, though. After you launch your podcast and you have it running for eight years, do not expect to get any feedback. Have your expectations really low because people are not used to sending in messages to radio shows and very few people will come on and tell you what they think of what you're doing. Now, there are exceptions, and one of them is a gentleman who lives in Chicago. His name is Bill Hayden, and you won't believe it, but he recently became a member of a club in District 71. He's already a member of two clubs in the United States, but he joined a club in District 71. That club is Blarney Toastmasters. And to really ratchet up the impact he's had already within Toastmasters on this side of the Atlantic, didn't he get on an airplane and fly across in order to be at a hybrid meeting in Cork? Imagine from Chicago to Cork, in order to join a meeting shortly after you've joined the club. Obviously, this is an extraordinary individual. And I can tell you, it did shock me, though, when he latched on to sending messages to me, for me to pass on to Moira and James, about the podcast. So what I'm going to do in the next few minutes is read out to you what Bill Hayden who has turned out to be an avid listener, you'll find that in a minute, had to, has had to say about the podcast. And the first time I got some feedback from him was on the 28th of April. And I can tell you, there are about six pieces of feedback. 
What does Bill say? Loved the podcast. Word of the day discussion taken to completely higher level to be modeled for sure. I feel I might have been flim-flammed and enlightened simultaneously. I I tell you, listeners, flim-flam was the word of the week that James had just listened to. I might have been flim-flammed and enlightened simultaneously, if that's possible. Give my best to Moira. Later that same day, he sends another message. A couple of things, my friend. I will follow podcasts faithfully and lightly, no surprise, I will feel free to feedback my thoughts. Now, I should tell you that these messages came to me via WhatsApp. Now, I'm not sure that I want to give you all my WhatsApp number in order for you to send in. But if you send me a message or send the show a message asking, what's Paul's WhatsApp message number so that I can send feedback about the podcast, I'll be highly motivated to give it to you. Back to Bill Hayden. On the 29th of April, a few days later, he sent a review of the episode on the 15th of April. So he listened to the 15th and he said, Paul interviewing Kavisa Dulai, primary lesson. Paul's skill, comma, professionalism, comma, enthusiasm, comma, interview form and style. Loved it. He puts a smile in after that. Lesson two, professionally done from music, intro, banter, transitions. This is really the first podcast I've delved into. But what a great standard for future experiences. Do you have an idea of listener numbers? Well, Bill, I have to tell you, we don't really have an accurate number of listeners. On one occasion, an episode was listened to 28,000 times, and another time an episode was listened to 30 times. So it's somewhere in between those two numbers. Anyway, on to the 21st of May. Bill says, listen to the podcast with Dr. Shirley Gallagher. She was somebody that I interviewed. And he says, please enlighten me about add-ons. Now, add-ons, listeners, are a habit in Ireland. When you're doing table topics, you put out a topic, somebody takes it, and immediately after they've finished, the topics master invites people to add-on. It's a quaint Irish habit in Paul's uh, opinion. But it's fairly well established among some clubs. Paul's preference bill would be for fresh topics to be given each time. But Bill says this could be a good replacement for my rebuttal. That's an in-joke about what's happening within a a club WhatsApp group. I won't explain. The 2nd of uh, May, the day afterwards, For your information, I'm marketing irishtalkers.com around here to all in range. That's what Bill is doing. And he said, following script, irishtalkers.com, irishtalkers.com. Oh, this is his script for the marketing. This is a good thing in Toastmasters. Practice your marketing pitch. So, Irish talkers. Number one, a great example of a well-done podcast. Number two, podcasters James, Moira, and Paul are experienced, personable, and knowledgeable Toastmasters. Point three, Paul is an extraordinary interviewer. Point four, 
insights abound into Irish culture, history and language. Wow. Bill, good luck with the marketing. You're an unpaid volunteer, just to be clear. You're not a marketing agency. But my goodness, what a start. And then, Bill adds, I would be honoured to be interviewed by you. Paul, could we wait until at least June? I'm sure I said to him, of course we can wait until you're ready, Bill. More about that later. On the 3rd of June, Bill says, good day. Besides you and Moira, who else participated in the podcast? More than one. Well, it depends, Bill, on how far back you want to go. Um, Sharon O'Neill participated in the podcast. Oh, well, of course, Ted Melanfi, who was the originator of the idea. Sharon O'Neill, that wonderful man, Moira, you'll remember his name. He had the unfortunate experience of being disqualified from a speech contest once. I'm desperately trying to remember his name. If Moira remembers his name, she'll, she'll chip in. Bill says, enjoying your word of the day. And of course, James Finnegan. How, how on earth could I have a yes? So, Bill, it's James Finnegan. J-A-M-E-S-F-I-N-N-E-G-A-N. Finnegan. <laughs> Friendly Finnegan, I call him. Anyway, enjoying your word of the day and using the word and your format for my own meetings. Oh, my goodness. And Bill says, then I will not be thwarted from listening for them. Thwarted must have been the word of the week. And the second last, a bit of feedback from from Bill Hayden in Chicago on the 19th of May. Listen to your episode, Quality Assurance, today. Paul, it was clear, interesting, educational, and inspiring. My four criteria for an extraordinary talk, that it should be clear, interesting, educational and inspiring. And Bill adds, well done. He also adds, I can spell scintillating. That must have been word of the week that week. Now, here's where Bill has uh, really got on a call to action. Bill today sends me a message saying, hey, earlier you mentioned an interview with Irish talkers. Anytime, okay. There you are now, listeners. That's what one listener has chipped in. So look forward very much to you chipping in. And as I say, you can just simply ask for my phone number. It, it's specially for you and we'll take the WhatsApp messages. We haven't yet got a special WhatsApp uh, phone number for the podcast. But as we become more and more uh, expand our empire of voice, uh, that might happen some days in the future, although I doubt it. Now, look, James, I want to pass back to you and to Moira because I need a glass of water. I can chip in here, Paul. The missing person in your list was Tom Hebble. Tom ah, is, yes, Tom. Tom yeah, I'm not That's sure that Tom is still a member in Toastmasters. Um, he did have uh, a number of other interests, and I think he might have... Uh, well, he certainly took a break... But he did, he was with the podcast for about a year and he gave a really good, very serious contribution, far more serious, I think, than uh, Ted and I at the time. <laughs> but he was very good. <clears throat> James, you've only been with us for, well, I mean, hardly a blink of an eye. <laughs> but um, what, what's your <laughs> response? Not no response. What, how does that make you feel, let's say, when you hear... 
accolades like that from Bill? Well, first of all, Moira, I'm indebted to Bill for taking the time and trouble to come back and let us know his views, because that's how we learn. I think the most underrated part of uh, Toastmasters is the evaluation, and it's always wonderful to hear another person's viewpoint, even if it may be, dare I say, one cocoa pop in a sea of Rice Krispies. It is their impression of a moment in time that would uh, give us very, very valuable feedback as to how good we are actually doing, not how good we think we're doing or know or how good we tell each other we are doing, but when someone takes the time and trouble to reach out and respond and react, I think that's wonderful. And thank you, Bill, very much indeed. And I had the pleasure of saying hello to during the um, conference in Liverpool. Uh, it was it, It's amazing just to go back to Paul's point about the, the project of podcasts. It is absolutely astounding, the range and that a podcast can have. Now, that's good and bad, but on the whole, generally good. And I would highly recommend that particular project to anyone. And indeed, I'm sure that Paul and Moira would be only too happy to help and advise and support and encourage. Very much so. Oh, yes, yes. And we've done it in the past uh, with varying varying degrees of success, James. Indeed. I have no doubt. It, It is in this multifaceted world, it's wonderful to have yet another source of information and content and communication with our colleagues, or dare I say, potential colleagues of the future. It's also an ingenious way of communicating out of the ordinary. I think it was ingenious of Toastmasters International to, uh, or whoever developed Pathways, to add it in as a new Uh, well, a new field for communicators, undoubtedly. Uh, So that's why I've... uh, Moira, are you interested in what's going to be the word of the week this week? (laughs) Of course I am, but I was actually trying to get a a word in it. I was trying to get a word in edgeways, but uh, I couldn't. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, I I was very caught by what you said at the beginning of uh, your... A contribution there about a podcast being a radio show, which of course is where this show originated. It was originally a radio show on Irish Radio International and it developed into a podcast. But the other thing is that uh, we are speaking to a, a sea. We are merely one, one drop of water in a huge sea of podcasts. And the fact that people do listen to us is sometimes the only feedback that we get. So to get feedback from an individual is really, really great for all purposes. And I do encourage listeners to send us an email to info at irishtalkers.com. We do take it very seriously and we do love to hear from you. So, Paul, I know you're a very ingenious person. So what do you have to share with us for a word this week? Well, I'd like to explain the meaning of the word ingenious as a word of the week. I think it's something that an evaluator could use in relation to certain speeches. That was an ingenious take on that particular topic. 
So ingenious, I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S. It's a word that's been around the English language since about 1455, 15th century word. And it is obviously some variant on genius, you would say. I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S. The word means showing an unusual or a particularly high ability to do things or discover things or inventing things. Um, It also would be a word that you could use in relation to somebody doing something original or something that was particularly resourceful. So, for example, supposing something goes seriously amiss during your club meeting and the timer goes missing, is taken unwell and has to leave the room or is online and disappears. And there's a seamless takeover of the role by somebody else in a particularly impressive way. That could be described as a ingenious transition or even to say it was ingenious to cause the timer to be unwell and have to leave the room so that you were capable of demonstrating how what a range of ingenious solutions you have. So it is something about originality. It can be used. Now, there are certain synonyms, like you could be clever, innovative, inventive, or original in your approach. But there it is. It's a a word that you could use to describe people anytime you like during the week if they've done something that is pretty unusual, pretty unexpected. It's usually used to compliment somebody. So you wouldn't usually use it to say that was an an ingenious way of executing somebody. That, that wouldn't be a, probably a, a good way to use it. So please don't execute anybody and call it ingenious, okay? So back to you now, Moira. That's, that's the word of the week, ingenious. Thank you, Paul. That was uh, an ingenious contribution, may I say. Let's move on to Mr Finnegan and James. Today is going to be talking about something which is not too disconnected with Bloomsday. Now, if you don't know what Bloomsday is, well, I think you might be about to find out. Over to you, James. Thank you very much, Moira. On this date we're recording, Bloomsday is actually tomorrow. And all around the world, but particularly in Dublin, there will be a celebration of the 16th of June, 1904, the day that James Joyce writes about in his book, Ulysses. Bloomsday is named after the main character in Ulysses, Leopold Bloom, and his wanderings around Dublin on that day, which is an important day because it's the day that James Joyce and Nora Barnacle, his future wife, went out together for the first time. Just taking a gentle aside for a moment and bringing it back into a a Toastmaster context. At our club recently, the Topics Master asked the question, what was the best date you've ever been on? She asked one of my colleagues who stood up and gave 
a very dramatic, even romantic story of his favorite date. Unfortunately, sitting next to him was his current girlfriend, who didn't feature in the story. So the object lesson to that Toastmasters everywhere is, when in doubt, lie. Lie through your teeth. Make it up. Coming back to James Joyce, the main characters in the novel are Leopold and Molly Bloom, who live at 7 Eccles Street, Dublin. Leopold sells advertising for newspapers, and Molly is an opera singer. There are other characters involved as well, but basically it is the story of a day in the life. Again, a feedback to our Toastmasters conference and the Beatles in Liverpool. What struck me about Bloomsday, particularly knowing that this broadcast was coming up, is that tomorrow Tralee are also having a Bloomsday celebration. We've had one the last couple of years, interrupted only by, by COVID. But people will walk around dressed about in Edwardian costume. They will taste the meals as so lovingly described in Bloomsday. And they will engage in celebrating what is supposed to be one of the classic stories of Irish literature. James Joyce also wrote Dubliners, a series of short stories, the portrait of the artist as a young man. And his last book was in 1939 called, if you may excuse the title, Finnegan's Wake. As with all the great classical stories, learned and clever writings, they are not the easiest read in the world. So when I had to do research for Bloomsday, I tried to read it, but I could make no sense of it. I had no common terms of reference, and the style of writing was, shall we say, unique. There was no punctuation, no capital letters, just a whole stream of words sometimes made up. I discovered that this was not artistic genius, but the fact is, is that poor James Joyce had a, a vision deficiency. He couldn't see. So therefore, he didn't bother with full stops. He didn't bother with quotation marks. He just set, put his head down and kept writing. How many times, fellow Toastmasters, have we set out to do our speech for that evening? An hour before the meeting, just sat down, put our head down and let the words flow, however or wherever they fly. So what was I to do? I had to learn about Bloomsday. I had to play a character. I found an audio version on the Irish broadcasting station, RTE, that not only gave me the accents, but gave me those so important attributes to a good speech. Tone and pitch, volume and cadence, resonance and timber. The emphasis is not on the words, but on the message. We've spoken so many times before about the importance of evaluations. And as the good Lord kindly gave us one mouth and two ears, I think that we should use the two ears far more often than we do, and certainly far more often than the one mouth. So, fellow Toastmasters, James Joyce is a genius. He has the awards, he has the accolades, he has the prizes. The fact is that he also died in poverty, which seems to be the prerequisite of every true artistic genius. But what he did do is he built a whole storyboard around one day, an important day in his life, and he built it around the parts of his daily walk that you can still see most of the time today. And let me tell you, fellow Toastmasters, that the inspiration 
for your speeches is all around you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, James. The ineluctable, the ineluctable modality of the visible. That's as far as I ever got of reading James Joyce's book. However, well, yeah, it's it's a struggle. But I think the idea of a an audio book is an excellent idea. Well done, Paul. Food for a second. I just want to talk about food for a second because tomorrow there will be people dressing up in peculiar clothes. The type of clothes James Joyce describes in the book and eating certain kind of food. And I can tell you that one of the centers of Bloomsday is in Kilmallock, County Limerick. And if you want to tune in to what's going on in Kilmallock, well, you're a bit late by the time you've heard this, but you can get ready for next year. But the other places there is in Dublin, the James Joyce Centre. And for those of you who are planning to come to Dublin during the year, um, well worth a visit, well worth a visit. So there we are. I uh, Oh, one last thing to tell you. Even though James Joyce's wife was Nora Barnacle, you can eat barnacles. I discovered recently that what you do with barnacles is you drop them into boiling water for very few seconds. So there you are. You may not be eating Nora, but you may be eating the next best thing. (laughs) Thank you very much for that, Paul. I think I'll pass. Well, who knows? So thank you for listening. If you've uh, stayed with us all this way through, we'll hope to see you again next week when we'll be back with an interview. So from myself, Mario Brown, from Paul and from James, bye for now. Bye for now. Bye.